What's going on, everybody? My name is Julian Cameron, the host of Straight Talk. Like this video, share this video, and let me know what you think in the comments. So the convergence between Nephilim, Fallen Angels, the Mark of the Beast, and the COVID-19 vaccine. Wow. Well, first off, uh, Happy New Year. It's been a little minute. We're still here. We're still making it. We're still pushing forward. You know, we're we're in a time where you have to just make a decision in your heart that you're going to move forward. You know, there's always going to be nonsense and noise. So just focus on what you've got going on in whatever arena you may find yourself in. Just keep pushing forward. Take whatever you got on the back burner, off the back burner, and start making some moves. You know, that, that's what I'm doing. You know, so here we are. Here we are. First episode of Straight Talk of the Year. The Convergence. Okay, so I know that for some of you, you probably saw this episode title and thought it was wild, right? You, you, you may have no idea what Nephilim is or how I'm gonna spin the mark of the beast with the vaccine. You know, I can already see that the different kinds of thoughts running through people's heads when they see a title like this. You know, or maybe you're familiar with these uh, sorts of topics and and you're looking forward to this episode, or, or maybe you're somewhere in between. Regardless, we're here, converging, right? And uh, there were a lot of ways that I could have tackled this, a number of ways, but I carefully crafted an outline using the word of God that shows us how each of these topics converge with one another, right? So if any of these areas are new to you, you will begin to understand a bit more um, each of the topics as the episode unfolds. Okay, you ready? Well, let's talk about it. We're gonna start in Genesis chapter six. Let's read it. It says, Now it came about when mankind began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of mankind were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, whomever they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not remain with man forever, because he is also flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be a hundred twenty years. Check this out. The Nephilim, men of stature, notorious men, were on the earth in those days and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Okay, so this passage is probably one of the most controversial passages of scripture 
in all of the Bible. Possibly. I'm, I'm going to sum up in layman's terms what we just read and, and what many scholars believe to be uh, ha what's happening here in this particular passage. So the Nephilim are essentially a hybrid, right? They're the offspring of human women and fallen angels fallen angels that were kicked out of heaven when Satan was was kicked out but then that that begs the question how did angels procreate with human women well there there is no way to say for certain there are different theories that I won't get into on here you know different speculations but we can conclude that procreation between these two entities did in fact happen and uh, there are other verses to support this that I'll be getting into in a bit but what's important to note here is that the human bloodline and gene pool was polluted because of this unholy union between man and angelic beings this is what led to Noah and the flood, right? Noah's bloodline wasn't corrupted, all right? So that's important to understand. And also um, this act uh, carried out by these fallen angels was a, a horrendous crime and an abomination in the eyes of God. As a matter of fact, it was a crime so heinous that the angels which participated in it were locked away in what we know as the abyss, um, awaiting judgment day, right? They're awaiting judgment. Uh, we see this in Jude 6. Uh, let's, let's take a look. So Jude 6, chapter 1, verse 6, on one chapter. And angels who did not keep their own domain, but abandoned their proper dwelling place, these he has kept in eternal restraints under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, since they in the same way as these angels indulged in sexual perversion and went after strange flesh, are exhibited as an example in undergoing the punishment of eternal fire. So here we see that the angels did in fact engage in some form of sexual perversion because right here in verse 7 it says their sin you know, is being compared to the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. Right? It's, it's being called out plainly and clearly here. So with the fallen angels and even Lucifer, um, there's a measure of freedom that they each have. But apparently there, there are bounds to, to that freedom. And apparently this is as far as they could go um, because you know they can only do what, what God allows them to do. Um, but whichever angel committed, fallen angel committed this act, they were locked away indefinitely. 
as described in the verses we just read. So, Nephilim in, in the Bible, right? So just a little bit more about that. Genesis 6 says that the Nephilim were on earth those days, but also afterward. So even after the flood, when, you know, more came into existence, right? Everything died except for those on the ark. But we see instances of Nephilim or the descendants of them throughout scripture, right? Like in, in Numbers chapter 13, we see that the sons which spied out the land, they brought back a report saying, the people we saw are men of great size. They said they saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, right? Then we, we you know hear about Goliath and his, and his brothers, you know, giants with six toes. And, you know, um, there's other instances of uh, their uh, descendants throughout the Bible. They were all eventually killed during the invasion of Canaan, right? In, in jo the book of Joshua. Um, but, you know, who knows, they, they, I don't know, let's just, we're going to stick to scripture right now. But a side note, um, and, and a question we, we might want to ponder is, is what happens when a Nephilim dies? Well, we know that angels and fallen angels can manifest in the physical realm at, at will. They can take on human form. They can go back and forth between the seen and the unseen realms at will. As far as what happens to a Nephilim when it dies, we can honestly only speculate as there is no clear answer given in scripture. One speculation is that when Nephilim passes away, their spirit becomes what we know as demons, right? Uh, which are only able to operate in the spirit realm or the unseen realm, right? That's just a speculation, um, but we can't come to a firm conclusion uh, because scripture doesn't, you know, allude to it exclusively. So anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that Nephilim were at one point a, a real thing. Uh, okay, so what? What's that have to do with the mark of the beast or the COVID-19 vaccine? Let's continue. So before I say anything about the mark of the beast, I want to be abundantly clear about this. I do not think that the COVID-19 vaccine is the mark of the beast. Repeat, I do not think that the COVID-19 vaccine is the mark of the beast. So what is the mark of the beast? Let's go to Revelation chapter 13, verse 16. And it says, and he causes all the small and the great, the rich and the poor, and the free and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads. And he decrees that no one will be able to buy and sell except the one who has the mark either of the 
name of the beast or the number of his name. And it goes on to say that here's the number, we know it as 666. So there are some that believe this mark is spiritual while others think it's an actual physical thing. Regardless, um, whomever has this mark, uh, Revelation 14 verses 9 through 11 will be true for them. And, and what it says is, then another angel, a third one, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger. And he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment will ascend forever and ever. They have no rest day and night, those who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. So those who receive the mark will suffer in hell forever, essentially. So how does all of that converge and where is the meeting point why is there relevance between each of these um, topics well first of all it's we know that nephilim will play a role um, during the playing out of of the end times right what what the enemy sought to do by polluting the gene pool and creating his own race of beings between humans and angels, like Nephilim, which we talked about, that will be repeated and happen again because the enemy wants an army of people and, and angels and those alive at that time to rebel and war against Christ upon his return. Um, now, those who receive the mark of the beast will be grafted into his army. Right, when we know that that's a, uh, an effort that will end in failure. So regardless of how much they do and, and plan, we already know who's gonna win the battle. Jesus, amen. So now, uh, moving on to like how else all this connects right so scripture says that we won't be able to buy or sell without the mark of the beast so those with the mark of the beast cannot be believers in christ because believers in christ don't undergo eternal judgment as laid out in the previous verse in revelation 14 10. So like I said, I don't, I do not think this vaccine is the mark, but what we see unfolding in our society could be the prelude that, that leads to that, right? Right now we're seeing this um, on almost every store corner, right? No mask, no service. You know, what could be coming up next which I would not be surprised 
is, you know, no vaccine, no service, or you gotta have some kind of vaccine card or, or something. Um, and then whatever the next phase of implementation will be, it's no this, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, chip, whatever, who knows, then no service. And then eventually, you know, because how the enemy works is he, he implements his strategy in, in phases. He doesn't just go straight to what he wants, but he he progressively moves towards what he, he wants to accomplish. So we know that his ultimate goal will be to get the mark on people. And at that point, it'll be no mark, no service. You know, whenever that comes to be, the, the world at that point will be unrecognizable. Right? There's, there's so much more that needs to happen before those days come around, I'd say. Um, but like I said, what we're seeing play out today is the foundation of that being set. So it's important to be aware. What did you say? Right. Okay. So there you go. Lots of information there may seem unrelated, but there, there is, you know, that convergence that, that take place. Um, so one thing that I want to leave you with is, is even though we ought to be making the most of our time because the days are evil, the good news is that it's still day. So we can still go forward in our respective purposes doing what we're called to do, right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, however, there will come a time when that won't be possible for us or for some future generation. That day will come at some point. But that day is not today. So go forth and prosper in the way. Okay? All right. That's all I got for this week. Uh, make sure to, to like and, and share this video. Let me know what you think in the comments. My name is Julian Cameron. And we'll be back next week for another episode of Straight Talk.